Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. So today, we are going to talk all about the Buffalo Marathon. I just had the tremendous luxury to serve as race announcer for the Buffalo Marathon weekend, and it was absolutely fabulous. So I know a lot of my audience is full of runners and walkers and people who actually race to win, and I wanted to bring this race to your attention because it's a home run. It really is quite fantastic, and I, I figure many of you may not be too familiar with it. I mean, the Buffalo Marathon was resurrected in uh, 2000. It was a, a significant race a long time ago, I believe. It took some uh, pause time, and then race director John Bischlein brought it back in 2000. But most of the races I announce are in California. And I've got a handful in Michigan and a couple speckled in Texas and the Southeast. But this was my first time announcing a race in the Northeast. And I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to do it. I met the race director, Greg Weber, at an event in February. And he, he seemed kind of interested. But you know what happens is a lot of times... Race directors, they don't even understand that professional race announcing is a thing. Many of them, they, they really miss the bus. They get a radio DJ or a wedding DJ to play music and do announcements. Basically, they're finding a person that's not terrified to be on a microphone and uh, worse, sometimes a news anchor, which you think about it. <laughs> Just sitting in front reading the straight news is completely different than... Um, rallying the troops, getting getting tens of thousands of people sometimes excited, motivated, and ready to run, and then welcoming them back home. And obviously, being a wedding DJ is quite different as well. And sometimes you have to convince a race director who has a wedding DJ doing their announce, race announcing, well, okay, would you have a wedding event planner plan out your race? Would you have them take care of getting permits for your course and setting up security and hydration stations and barricading roads for safety and they absolutely not okay well that's the same reason you shouldn't have a wedding dj announcing your race because there's a difference and one of the great things that i bring to the trade rudy novotny my cohort that we announce a lot a lot of races with is that we're actual runners and we've been from the start to the finish line many times and we know what goes into that and my very lengthy career yelling at and for people in the fitness industry really translates well into this business. So it's just, it's different. It's very, very different. And, you know, I'm, sometimes people have very low key kind of, you know, they speak like they're at a college graduation at the intro of a race. And I'm not sure who that's for. I'm sure that does suit somebody's taste, but uh, I know Rudy and I especially like to bring big, bold, clear, concise, fun to a start and a finish line and make sure every runner knows that we are excited to see them and we sure as hell expect them to get through the finish line and we are going to do our best to make every last person feel like a rock star. So I have this conversation with Greg at this event 
And he's, he's like, you know what? I'm interested. Pencil me in for Memorial Day weekend. I said, okay. And so he immediately contacted the race director of Big Sur. And that guy told him, Booker, Booker now. She's incredible. And so he did. Thank goodness. And um, I'm so happy I got to do these, this event. I mean, I have so many great races around the country. But Buffalo, Greg assured me, he said, Fitz, this is going to be your new favorite race. I promise you. And uh, he hit the nail on the head. I I love my other races, too. It's hard, it's, oh, it's hard to pick your favorites, like picking your favorite child. But wow, it was fantastic. So I'll start with the beginning of my weekend by saying Buffalo is the city I never knew I wanted to go to, but boy, am I glad I did. It's an absolutely beautiful city. They're actually resurrecting it, um, reinventing it, making it new and fresh again. They have a lot of cool restaurants, bars. It's very pretty. It has an old charm to it with some modern construction. And it was just very pretty. The host hotel was a Hyatt, right centrally located next to the convention center. So literally, um, the door of my hotel to the start line was a four and a half minute walk. And that's the start line of the half marathon the and the full marathon, the walk to my start line of the 5K and kids races was two minutes. So it's centrally located, which so many runners really appreciate to be able to crawl out of bed and get straight where you need to be. So the Hyatt, the city was beautiful. And I actually went in a day early. Greg had offered to take me to Niagara Falls on the Thursday before the race. He also had made plans to bring Jeff and Barb Galloway to the falls. And, and Jeff and Barb and I have been friends for a very long time. They're wonderful. If you're not familiar with the run, walk, run method, check out Jeff Galloway's um, materials online. He has books to offer, but he's, he's a fantastic contributor to the running industry and really gets a lot of people to give races a go because he tells them, hey, not only can you walk, but you should walk. And this is why it's more beneficial than running straight. This is why you'll run faster. This is why you're less likely to fatigue. He's just a really good person, a soft-spoken, kind-hearted man, and Barb is a lot of fun. So I always refer to him as um, Barb Galloway's spouse. You know, Everybody loves Barb. Here's her lesser-known husband, Jeff, but they're fantastic. And so Greg picked us up at the airport, and um, it was a stormy, wet, soggy day. But we went over to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls, and I had never been to either side of Niagara Falls but wow, that's an incredible sight. And I think one of the most profound things to me as we were approaching the falls, and I think Jeff and Greg were walking together and Barb and I were chatting and coming up behind them. But, you know, being a Floridian surrounded by the ocean has been a huge part of my life. And I always feel like the ocean is the most powerful thing in the world. Sometimes I just stare at it and think, yep, it could it could wipe us out in a heartbeat. And you've seen that with tsunamis and stuff. So I really respect water in general. And we were walking up towards the falls and Barb and I both went, oh, we gasped because we, we just hit this specific spot and the rushing water from the top of the falls was right next to us. And it was loud and just moving with such great force. It was really, really, really cool to see. And we were soggy. Oh my gosh, it was so wet. I mean, A, it's humid to begin with because of the rain, but the mist. And um, you go towards the edge of the falls. There's 
a little wall, but you look over and you can almost not see anything because the mist is so heavy right there. But we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of really good laughs. We went in. I bought myself a Canada hat in their shop. And we walked a little further down. The Canadian Falls are very um, misty. I mean, it would, the whole area was almost blinding. You could barely see anything because of the mist. But when we walked down a little bit, we could see the American Falls. And they were obviously very beautiful and um, made me sing God Bless America internally or something like that. But it was really... It was really interesting, and so from the top, we were looking down, and you could see the boats called the Maid of the Mist. They they load up passengers, about 100 people at a time, give them, give them ponchos, and then drive them into the falls as close as you could get. So I'm standing up there, and I happen to say, oh, I want to go. Let's go do that. And so we didn't do that that day, but Greg promised to take me the Monday after race day. So... Um, we'll get to that later, but we had a really fun time. Niagara Falls is, you know, a 20-minute drive from the Hyatt at the Buffalo, in, in downtown Buffalo. So there's the American side and the Canadian side. I had the benefit of seeing both. The Canadian side is actually, um, the actual town the falls are in, uh, is much nicer than the American side. The American side is kind of touristy. They have the guys selling the cheap t-shirts and, uh, doodads on the side of the road. It's just not, it's not lovely, but the Canadian side is extremely lovely and they've got gardens and they've got pretty buildings and businesses. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a nicer town that it sits in. But it was my first time being in Canada, which is interesting. I've been to, I think, 17 or so countries for mostly for work all over Scandinavia, Russia, England, Ireland, uh, Germany, Switzerland. I've never been to Canada, so I'm happy to have stepped foot in Canada, and it was it was a lovely place, eh? Don't you know? So that's my my Niagara Falls story. But we had a really nice time, and I think we went out to a cool sports bar or something for dinner that night. It was it was a good time, and then Saturday is when the event began. So. My morning starts off with the John Beachline 5K, and the 5K is in memorial for that race director who resurrected the race in 2000. Um, John died a few years ago. He was in his 80s. He fell, and that led to um, a quick death. But his, they, they have the 5K in his memory, and his wife comes out, and she was so lovely. And so it was nice to spend some time with her. And... Oh, I think we had about a thousand runners for the 5K, and they were fabulous. They were such a fun, rowdy group. And this is one of the things I appreciate most because I show up at a race and I want to have fun. I want to, I just want to enjoy my work, and I always do. But sometimes crowds are happier than others. You know, sometimes you get a real serious crowd, and you do, I do my best <laughs> to get them involved and engaged. Some folks are more willing than others. These people were very engaged. They were happy to hear about the other cool runners in their midst. We had one woman, I can't remember her name, but she's a school teacher in Buffalo. And she has run all six of the world majors. And I think there's only a thousand people in the entire world who have done this. So, and that's Tokyo, London, I believe, is it Berlin? My Berlin or Paris, and then New York, Chicago, Boston, 
and uh, she's done them all, but she brought 17 of her students to run the 5K, and I believe Greg actually gave all of the students free registration. So that was a nice little crew there. Um, just had tons of fun people. It's just, it was a great crowd. We had a ton of fun before the race, and that means a lot to me. When people show up and they're happy to play along with my nonsense, they all get uh, three cheers. They all get big high fives. So uh, launching that race was fun. We had to go around the corner of the convention center, literally, you know, uh, as the crow flies 50 yards, and that's where the finish line was. And what's nice about these races is the start and the finish line are in the middle of the city in um, big city streets. So Buffalo has invested in the most amazing audio company. They want it, Greg wants it to sound like a rock concert, and boy, did it ever. We had the streets of Buffalo booming between my killer race music, and uh, trust me, it's good, and my big mouth, it was a party that nobody could avoid. Uh, so the we go to the finish line, and people start coming through, and you know, obviously the first finishers are nice to see, but then every, everyone else got funner and funner and funner as we went along, and I especially value the back of the pack, but we had a bunch of um, cartwheels at the finish line and the shouts. I had one lady, she, I had a good song come on. She started dancing, so I ran down on the course with her and we danced across the finish line. We shook our booties for about 20 yards till we got there. Um, ah, it just, you know, it's just, it's just perfect. I hate to say that, but it was, it was really, really fun. And we had people that were in their 70s and we had an 80-year-old, and we just had a representative from every walk of life come through. So the 5K was fantastic, and there was a short break, but then the fun really got started because we had the kids' races. And so what I'm accustomed with kids' races is um, magnitude, lots and lots of kids, thousands of kids. So the OC Marathon, for example, I think we have almost 10,000 kids participate. So I stand up high, elevated, on my stage, and I launch them in corrals of about a thousand at a time. This, oh, and they run an entire mile, all the kids, no matter what age they're doing. This race was done differently, and we had a much smaller amount of kids, maybe 75 kids in each age division, and they were doing a 100-yard dash, a 150-yard dash, a 200-yard dash, something along those lines, and the very first group of kids we were sending off was the, I believe, four, no, the three and under division. And it was as cute as you would imagine it to be. So the three and under division, I actually, I started those races and we sent them off in groups of 10 with most of them had their moms and dads. I literally had a little 13 month old, probably learned how to walk the day before the race, do these events. And oh, it was just so cute. So I'd, I'd line them up with moms and dads, and often I'm giving great pre-race instructions, telling the kids not to elbow each other, not to sprint too fast so they don't fall down. Well, there's no point in giving a one- or two-year-old instructions. Just kind of hold on to mommy's hand and go, right? So I give them smiles. I give them some high fives. I say, are we ready? And then I yell, go. Now the strip, this 100-yard strip to the finish line is packed with spectators and it was so funny because you know you I say go nine kids take off with mom and dad one sits down and screams crying and that's 
That's just the way it is with little teeny tots, right? They're terrified, they're confused, and they like to cry. So, oh, it's just, you have to go watch a kid's race. If not, if you don't come to run the Buffalo Marathon, show up just to watch the baby buffaloes because, oh my gosh, it was so cute. We had one kid, I turn around, and I would mostly stay at the start line and watch them run down because they were escorted by mom and dad. They didn't really need much of my help. But I'm turning towards the finish line, and really I'm saying, guys, let's see if we can get an entire wave of kids to the finish line without anyone crying. But this little guy, he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt, gets right before the finish line running, and his pants fall down, just standing there in his diaper. Oh, it was spectacular. So I get about maybe eight to ten waves of these adorable little munchkins off, and my burden as the race announcer for the kids' races, is not to be the creepy race announcer that picks up all the children and kisses them and hugs them because I want to eat all the children. <sighs> They're so cute, and, and I do. I love kids so much, and some of them are just delicious. So I use the most restraint I ever have to use throughout the year at kids' races because I, I talk to them, I may high-five them, but I don't kiss any of them. And that I think I should get extra pay. I think there should be hazard pay involved in my job or um, the kind of pay you get for being put in unusual circumstances. And the, that would be the pay I deserve is, Fitz, we're going to pay you extra if you can restrain yourself from smooching other people's children because that will get me sued or arrested or <laughs> something like that. But, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. So I get the teeny tiny tiniest little baby buffaloes off and then the other race director who's really the logistics guy for the course rich he's going to start the older crowds so he gets the four and six year olds and we can't really even see them starting because they're around the corner of the street but i wait close to the finish line and he says go and all these kids just start running towards again they're in groups of 10 to 15 small small packs and we would send you know per age group four to six we'd send 10 heats of 10 kids around the corner, but the spectators would go nuts. But on occasion, they would trip and fall. And what was really unique and funny about these particular group of kids is when the kids fell, they would stay down. So they'd fall face down, arms out, and then they wouldn't move. They would cry. And they were in, they literally fall in what a police outline would look like with their arms and <laughs> legs out. And so I'd get to go running down the course pick them up, dust them off, and, um, you know, either carry them through, or usually it was like, on your own, buddy, let's, let's do this together. So I ran a few of them through the finish line, but just hysterical. I love the kid races. And then we had the older kids, the very old and mature seven to nine-year-olds. They were fabulous, and they know how to celebrate their finish line. These are kids who bring their hands up high and big smiles and it's a great opportunity for them to get a taste of what racing is all about. And my, as a fitness professional being there, as opposed to the wedding DJ, one of the messages I try to really impart to parents is this matters. I know this probably feels just like a, a fun Saturday out to you, but this is really something that could set them up for a lifetime of fitness. Because you know, it's, it's really hard to join a cheerleading team in your 50s and 60s. 
but it's really easy to show up to a local race and participate at any age, even in your 90s. And so bringing the family out to go do a 1K, a kid's race, a, a 5K, any of those things, it matters because you're giving them exposure and the opportunity to do something and engage in a sport they can do forever. So that was not only a hell of a lot of fun for me, the spectators seemed to get a crazy kick out of it. The kids were all happy. The medals were beautiful. And um, yeah, it was a win. It was a win for the city of Buffalo because they did something to support their youth and the families in their community. So the, that morning, Saturday, home run. If you come out to do one of the lengthier races, the half and the full, definitely do the 5K. Even if you just go walk it, it's a super fun experience. And if you're coming out to run one of the big races with a friend, get them involved in the shorter race. That's a really smart thing to do if you're a racecation guy is, you know, you sign up for the big race, but if you're bringing someone along, get them involved in a shorter race because it's doable and it allows them to participate and wear the medal and get much of the experience as well. So that was Saturday morning and then we went to the expo and the thing, one of the things I really like about um, this event is they don't do a Friday expo. Everyone picked up their bibs for the 5k on Saturday morning in the convention center so you weren't outside, you were inside, air conditioned, access to toilets and everything. And um, then they had a they had a really great expo, um, lots of cool vendors, different running stores, a variety of races to sign up for. Buffalo is actually partnered with the A1A Marathon from Fort Lauderdale. Um, Matt is that race director, and so he is promoting his race to the Buffalo runners because who doesn't want to go to Fort Lauderdale, right? Especially in the middle of winter, at the end of winter, for New Yorkers or northeast northeasterners. So. Um, Buffalo Marathon will be down at A1A in February promoting their event and vice versa. So it's nice that they've formed that partnership. Um, but there was a really, a lot of really cool things there. They had a speaker series and I got to teach a clinic, which I love to do. It's always very important to me. You know, I love the race announcing 100% without fail. There's nothing I don't like about it. However, what I am is this person who helps people do better and be better. And so when I get to go to a race and teach a clinic, and I get to leave at least some of the people better than they were when they arrived, that really matters to me. So I taught my strength training for runners clinic, which was fantastic. I had a wonderful group of people come to listen, learn, and participate. I usually, uh, well, I always utilize volunteers at my clinics, and I had a bunch of really just great, fun people that were you know, open to something new and absorbing the information, and I was very happy to have them. And uh, they had some other speakers that day. It just, it's it's a nice event. Oh, 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 before I go further, I have to tell you about the swag. And my first exposure to the Buffalo Marathon swag came several months before the Buffalo Marathon happened because the race director, Greg, sent me a jacket a quilted ASICS jacket branded with the Buffalo Marathon logo on um, on the front. And then it's a navy, is it navy blue or black? It's really dark. I, I think it's navy. Anyways, Greg tells me, he says, do you like it? I said, oh my gosh, Greg, this is so nice of you to send me this in advance. Thank you. I love it. Do you check out the pockets? No, the pockets are hot pink. So you open up the zipper and the pockets are hot pink. And so Yes, I sound like a total cheesy girl gushing over the pockets, 
but it was just a really good symbol of what was to come. They have a tremendous priority on making sure things are nice for the runners. And every runner who participated in the half full and stars and stripes relay, the relay teams, they all got quarter zip long sleeve shirts with the Buffalo Marathon logo. I think it's embroidered on the front corner, but um, they're beautiful and they're all red, white, and blue. That's the colors of the, of the race branding and it, it sits on Memorial Day weekend every year. So it's so nice, but these shirts are absolutely beautiful. They had the most cool trucker hats at their expo or at their store. I didn't get one. I should have gotten a trucker hat. I did not, but all of their gear is gorgeous. So if you're that person who wants to make sure he, ha he or she has nice gear when you leave, Buffalo Marathon is your race. Oh, and here's the other thing. There are no logos on the shirt. Nothing. So you know how most race shirts are speckled? The back is covered with logos, which makes sense for branding and sponsorship opportunity. I mean, it's it's a business, right? None of that. There are no logos on these shirts. So <sighs> swagalicious. Buffalo Marathon is swagalicious. Um, okay. All right. Moving on. So the expo was great. Everyone was in a really fun mood. I think all the people who were participating in the race had a great time. They all chose really fun, quirky, interesting restaurants to go to because the town is loaded with them. So I heard a lot of people were really satisfied with their dinner choices. I had a really nice dinner after the 5K and kids races because that was my birthday. And my birthday did not go ignored. Greg was extremely sweet. And so he and... Um, Amy and Ariana and her husband and the Galloways and Bart Yasso and I all went to a really nice restaurant. I can't remember what it's called. It's called like, I don't know, I'm going to screw it up, so I'm not going to say it. But it was mostly vegan food and um, the, it was great. It was a really interesting, quirky restaurant. Mung. Maybe it's called Mung. Or something like that, Mung. I'm butchering it. I'm positive, but we had a wonderful dinner, and they served. They had a birthday cake for me, a happy birthday Fitz birthday cake, which was very sweet. And they had birthday presents for me too, which was absolutely unnecessary, but absolutely appreciated. So um, Saturday in Buffalo was a blast, and Sunday morning was going to be even better. The start was. It was very well planned out. It was absolutely wonderful. One of my favorite starts ever. So Greg was really right when he warned me because they put a lot of thought and a lot of care into the start line. And so about a four and a half minute walk from door to door of the Hyatt to get to the start line down a big, beautiful city street, we have over 5,000 people participating in the big races. There's a marathon that day, there's a half, and then there's the Stars and Stripes relay. And um, the relay is a result of such a huge participation in the race from Team Red, White, and Blue, or Team RWB, and they raise funds for um, wounded warriors and their families. And the deal with this race is every relay member runs with an American flag, and not a teeny tiny one. They run with a big old American flag, which, as your favorite patriotic nerd, 
I was very much looking forward to because all of my races, we have someone special shows up with the American flag and nothing, nothing pleases me and makes my heart more happy than seeing old glory come through my start and finish lines. But to see so many of them meant so much. So we get a crowd of 5,000 plus out at the start in downtown Buffalo. We've got the music cranking because Greg insists that it's going to feel like a rock concert, which it does. And I've got 5,000 people who are willing to play along with my shenanigans. And so I do my best to make the start line a hell of a lot of fun. And they think it's a hell of a lot of fun. So I've got a ton of happy, excited, enthusiastic people waiting to go. And it was, uh, it was just great. The weather was fantastic. We were warned that it might storm all weekend or definitely during the big races. And so that was a concern. But... We had beautiful race weather. I think the temperatures were between 50 and 60 at the start of the 5K on Saturday, about 60 degrees at the start of the um, longer races on Sunday. And it was just, it was perfect. It was absolute perfection. People had access to the porta potties, they had everything they need. But most importantly, they were in a wonderful mood and they were ready to go. And I assure you, I was able to drive the course. I don't get to run most of these events. Well, I don't get to run the courses because I'm working them. But I've driven the course. It goes through some of the most beautiful residential areas I've ever seen, down by a marina. And it's, it's a really, I keep using the word really, which is annoying me. So sorry, folks. Start counting my relays or relays <laughs> and then ding me on it one day. Um, but the start, we have we have the chaos fun, and I do all the announcements, and I recognize the special people in the crowd, and then we have a girl sing the national anthem, and oh, and beyond, so we're all facing one direction, so imagine you're facing the start line, or the start arch, and on the right-hand corner, there's my stage, beyond the start line, about maybe 100 yards, there are two fire trucks who have used their ladders to elevate a massive American flag over the starting arch. So if you're running, facing forward, you see the start, you see Fitzcoller on the right, and beyond the start, you see this huge American flag held up by fire trucks. Are you kidding? So it's absolutely glorious patriotism happening on Memorial Day weekend. And as she's singing about... Um, the the rocket's red glare, fireworks start going off. That's right. We've got fireworks at the start of the Buffalo Marathon. So it was just beautiful. She finished the anthem. I, I cranked up my start music. Everyone got chaotic rowdy. And, you know, we fired the gun and they took off and it was awesome. So headed over. It's about a three-minute walk to the finish line. And the spectators, the spectators in Buffalo stay. They stay for hours. You know, often at a, at a finish line, the people who, in the, who win the race are greeted by almost nobody because people are out on the course going to visit their friends or whatever. They just don't show up. You know, if my friend's going to come in after four hours, I'm not going to show up until four hours. No, Buffalo spectators show up early in the race. They're ready to support everybody and they did. And they also went along with my shenanigans because they stayed rowdy the entire time. Um, so, yeah, we had a rock concert finish line. We had 
beautiful American flags lined up down the road. We had the half marathoners. I could see them coming from a few blocks away. The marathoners turned the corner one block away into the finish line shoot. So it was pretty awesome to see them turn the corner, their eyes light up. Wow, I'm here. And and then come through this amazing finish line. Um, I'm trying to think. One of our cool runners, we had 80-year-old Russell Peters. Russell Peters turned uh, 80 years old the Thursday night before the marathon. It was his 16th marathon ever. And they actually got him a birthday cake, too, at the VIP party on Friday, which was very thoughtful and generous. And um, Russell did great. It was it was certainly um, inspiring to see him finish that race strong, and he certainly did so. There's a man named Darth Vader, and yes, his legal name is Darth Vader. He's a uh, former Marine, and he has battled, I believe he was injured in combat. I could be wrong, but he's battled leukemia, and recently, I believe in January, had... Uh, his lower leg removed. He had an amputation of his lower leg on one side. And that was January and February. He was back participating in a triathlon. And on Memorial Day, he completed the half marathon. And wow, right? Think about all the excuses you've made, your friends made, maybe I've made. And there's this guy who's battled leukemia. He's been to war. He's had his lower leg amputated recently within the past five months and there he is crossing the finish line of a half marathon and that's what it's all about for me I would get on a plane in Gainesville Florida and fly all the way to Buffalo just to say go for that guy just to welcome that guy through the finish line he makes it all worth it so um Tim Kaufman is a Buffalo hometown hero Tim has lost Yikes. I, I feel like it's close to 200 pounds, and he's really turned his life around. And so he finished this race, and his wife finished the race, and his cousin finished the race. And, you know, real people doing extraordinary things. That's one of the beauties of a finish line is you see some incredible things take place. And, and to me, it doesn't matter whether they're crossing the finish line of a 5K or a 26.2, or a 100-mile ultra. None of, none of that matters. It's watching someone do more than they ever thought was possible. Um, Laura Jane, it's Laura Caldwell, one of my hotties. She came out and did her first 5K, and I was so proud of her. And she brought her friend Lindsay, and it meant a whole lot to me to have them out there. And, um, you know, it, it, this work, I am cut out for this work, or this work is perfectly designed for a person like me because my heart is really there with every runner. You know, one of my only wishes is that I could know all of their stories. You know, I know a handful of stories um, from each race, but it would mean a lot to me if, you know, LA Marathon, I had 20,000 runners. If I could have known what was going on with every last one of those 20,000 runners, I would have liked to. <laughs> I would have taken the time to learn. Uh, so it was, a, it was a wonderful day. And the, the amount of people there that were there at the three-hour mark were the same amount of people there that were there at the six-hour mark. And we had the Buffalo Bills, about 
half a dozen of their football players, big, giant, amazingly large football players. Um, the rookies, I believe, they came out in their jerseys to put the finish uh, finisher medals on many of our finishers' necks, and they were so sweet and cute, and I went over to meet some of them, and or to meet all of them and have a photo, and they were really very humble. They didn't feel like they were big deal stars. They shook my hand. They introduced themselves um, politely and humbly, and they were very excited to be there. I had one of the guys, B.T. Sanders, actually come into my uh, tent stage setup, and I interviewed him, and he was saying how impressed he was. I said, do you think it's harder to get hit by one of these big football players in a game or to run 26.2? He said, oh, it's definitely harder to do 26.2. I said, well, why don't you come out and do this marathon next year? He goes, okay. I said, we can count on you being here next year. <laughs> yes. So he looked a little bit terrified. I don't know if he's going to um, pursue that commitment, but I sure would love it if he did. And I promise to give him the most incredible welcome if he does make it through that finish line next year. Um, but we had a bunch of fun. It's just, it's a fun, 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 fun time. Buffalo Marathon does it right. Not only was the finish line fabulous, but after the finish line, all of the the runners were invited upstairs into the convention center. This is an indoor finish line party, which is almost unheard of. And it's free food and drinks until you're done. So many races, you get a little ticket to go have one beer, right? You get one beer at the beer tent, not at Buffalo. You can go get hammered. Now, I'm not encouraging that, but there's no limit. You want a drink, they pour you another. You want some more pizza, they give you another slice. So... It was, it was, uh, it was unusual with the thought they and care they put into so many different aspects of the race. So it was a lot of fun for me. I felt extremely welcome. You know, I I can really say comfortably that, you know, I work with the best people on the planet on most occasions. I, I truly do. Not only the fitness market, but with these running events, they're full of solid people. The, the organization in Buffalo is full of not only nice people, but sweetie pies. Sweetie pies that were appreciative. And, you know, I I get a lot of times where I'll go do the work. Rudy and I, you know, Rudy's the god of race announcing, right? We show up and um, we do our job and a race director will say, thanks, see you next year, here's your check. And that's it. And that's fine. That's fine. We don't expect, um, you know applause, right? That's just not, well, our job is to cheer for other people. But here at Buffalo, they were so appreciative. Of it. The amount of, not only from the actual race director who told me I was hired, as long as he was there, I was there. And to put Buffalo Marathon in my calendar for the next hundred years or something like that. But his, his crew was very appreciative. And, um, you know, like I said, they had never had a professional race announcer before. And so the stark contrast between this wedding DJ they used to use and then my services they were very vocal about liking what I do so I, I enjoyed it from top to bottom the Buffalo Marathon is definitely a race y'all should consider if you're doing that 50 state half or full challenge if you love our country and you want to be part of something patriotic or you just want to check out the Northeast this is a race you should definitely consider Niagara Falls is a great place to bring your family or just show up alone and go get a little misty and soggy. And speaking of, um, post-race, I did a lot of 
I did some passing out because I was exhausted. But on Monday before I flew home, Greg took me back to Niagara Falls. We went on the American side. And we bought a ticket for the Maid of the Mist. And that was really fun. Again, it was something I never, you know, I think Niagara Falls is something we all would like to do, perhaps. We go, yeah, that looks interesting. I'd like to see that. But being there was was a really special thing. And there's actually some things I could have done that we didn't really have time to do. But I did go on the Maid of the Mist. And it was super fun. What I liked most is that the boat also had families and children on it. And so we're wearing our thin blue ponchos. And I had brought my weatherproof keen hiking boots because I knew I didn't want soggy feet. Poor Greg. He had his, his shoes were soaked. But you go through the New York side, and you get some misty, but it's not too bad. But when we got to the Canadian Falls, all of the people on the boat started screaming. (laughs) They were all like, ah, screaming. And it was loud, and the boat's bouncy and raucous, and it was legit fun. You know, how many times as a grown-up do you get to go do things that, you know, are sightseeing thing that is super fun, the kind that makes you laugh? The kind that makes your mascara run into your eyes. That was it. Um, So I really like that. The other things you can do over there is I think you can walk underneath the falls. There's a ledge that you can go under. And then Greg told me there's some quality hiking nearby, which I'd really like to do. So that's that's on my to-do list for next year. Um, But yeah, an extraordinary marathon weekend. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I'm so proud to be the voice of the Buffalo Marathon. And it sure would mean a lot to me if you guys registered and came out to see me next year. So I would have even more friends at my side while I got to have some patriotic fun. So uh, registration is open right now. They have dirt cheap prices. In fact, they opened up the the, the day after Memorial Day, I think. So they're, they're ready for you. And I'm going to be ready for you. I will be there. So if you don't be there, you will be square. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think if I missed anything. If I think of something, I'll let you know in the next podcast. But that's my wrap up. That's Buffalo. And and you know what? You're in Buffalo, but you forget you're in New York. Because there's no New York. You know, there's no abrasiveness. It's, uh, it's, It's its own place. It's this, I'm going to call it the state of Buffalo. Buffalo, you can come be part of the herd, the largest herd in America. I, I looked that up before the race. It, apparently in, um, is it Yellowstone? It's a herd of 4,700 buffalo. It's the largest herd we have. And in the Buffalo Marathon, we have over 5,000 buffaloes running. So you could be a part of the largest herd in America. And I will make happy noise for you. That's a deal, right? That's a win, win, win full of swagalicious prizes so anyways buffalo marathon be there be square go to buffalomarathon.com register today tell them fitz kohler is the reason you're registering and you love me and stuff or don't just register and before i go i would like to remind you this is swoon june which john beal and sarah from the not real runners podcast and i are gushing over each other folks John and Sarah are the king and queen of costume dressing. They travel the country dressed absolutely incredibly, sometimes sexy, sometimes funny, sometimes extravagant, sometimes just plain old ridiculous. But they are super fun 
They uh, have the philosophy that speed matters not, and their podcast is all about you know the good stuff, the fun stuff, the things you need to know about each race, especially if you are not serious. So check out the Not Real Runners podcast. You won't regret it. They're lots of fun. And don't forget to follow me, your noisy bossy blonde at Fitness. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, blah, 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 fitness.com. And help me get more kids moving in the morning. Just visit morningmile.com and think of your favorite school or your favorite child or a business that would like to sponsor a program and uh, we'll change the face of the next generation together. That's it, folks. Get to work. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.